Hello and welcome to the Driver Hire podcast. My name's Tony from Driver Hire Croydon and Sutton. Hello, I'm Gary from Driver Hire in Colchester. We represent two of Driver Hire Nationwide's network of over 100 offices. And we decided to get together to create a series of regular podcasts for people who want to know more about driver hire, but principally to provide hints, tips and tricks to help our drivers be the very best that they can be. Hi Gary, how are you doing? I'm very well, Tony, and episode three soon comes round. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? So um, today we're going to have a chat about not how to do a walk-round check, but the importance of a walk-round check. Well, why why a thorough walk-round check is something you have to do absolutely every single day. If anybody wants uh, literature on walk-round checks, we've got more material than I could shake a stick at. So if anybody wants that, uh, contact us and we'll send something out to you. But today, let's talk about the importance of of the of the walk around check. So, your opinion, Gary? What, 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 what? Why do we do a walk around check? What's what's the point? From a driver's point of view, it's protect your license. Uh, a lot of people have spent really good money obtaining their license, unlike myself who've done it through the army. But most people have gone out there, spent fifteen hundred to three thousand pound obtaining this license, and you can lose it at the drop of hat by not doing that daily walk around check or more importantly, showing you've done the daily walk-around check. I think you're right. There are people that skip this, and I've got no idea why anybody would skip this, particularly once they've listened to what we have to say about it. But a proper thorough walk-around check takes minimum 10, probably 15 minutes in the morning. So when you get in the morning, you start your lorry up, put your digi-card in, make sure you're on the cross hammers. It should come on automatically for you on that. Then I turn my lights on. This is why I think it's daft that anybody ever skips it. So just imagine you've left the depot, you're driving down the road, and let's just say you're being followed by a um, highways agency vehicle or indeed the police, and let's say they spot a, um, a tail light out on your trailer or, the, or, your, or just your rear tail light out. Um, so what are they going to do? They're going to pull you in, and what are they going to ask you? First thing they always ask, show us your daily walk-around check. They want to see whatever system you've got in place. It might be the little booklet where you complete, you show them that, or you might be a sheet of paper, depending on what company you're working for, how they work, or it might even be an app. But you must show some form of you recording that daily walk-around check. But what they also look for is the evidence that you've done that on your tachograph. So yep. um, as you said just now, you'll have selected crossed hammers on your taco whilst you were doing that walk round check. So if you're going to have to demonstrate on your tachograph that you've done a walk round check, you're going to have to spend 15 minutes with your vehicle on crossed hammers before you take the vehicle out. I can think of a really good use of time during that 15 minutes. What do you reckon, Gary? Well, actually do the daily walk round check. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Um, because the thing is, if you've got Let's say you've got that bulb out that we just described in the example. If you've done the check and it was working, you can demonstrate that you've ticked the box to say the lights are working. You can demonstrate that you spent the time doing the check and you say that bulb must have blown in transit. Thank you for pointing it out. I'll get it fixed immediately. That's a very different conversation to I can't prove to you that I've checked it and I can't prove to you that I spent the time looking over the vehicle. And in that situation, 
Um, if I was a, a DVSA official or a traffic policeman, I'd start sniffing around, wouldn't you? Oh, very much so. But they all will go. The more faults you have, as in you can't prove you've done something, the more they'll be all over you. But you having the right attitude as well when you're dealing with them helps. Mm. Yeah, I think that's true. And you know, you said protect the license, but it also helps protect the operator's license. So, so something not everybody realizes is they um, there's a system called OCRS, uh, which is the Operator's Compliance Risk Score. And what this is is an entire database that the DVSA use, and those operators that are compliant those operators that um, pass MOTs first time, those operators that demonstrate tachograph compliance, maintenance schedules, all those kind of things, they get essentially a green light on the on the OCRS register. If you're contributing to problems for that operator by taking a vehicle out with a defective light or a bull tire or with a tachograph offence or something like that, then what that does, it gives them a lower score. So there could be a red light. And what that means is through automatic number plate recognition while you're driving down the motorway, if you are driving for a company where there's lots and lots of problems, you're very likely to be pulled over. Whereas if you're driving for a company that's got a very good OCRS score, you're likely to be left alone. So you're contributing to a problem, not just for your own license, but for the operator's license as well. Just following on from that, if you say, for example, on Amber as an operator, Realistically, you want to be pulled to be inspected. And if you're a good boy, you've done your daily walk around check, there's nothing wrong. They'll help improve the score back to green. So you are more likely to be pulled over to the side of the road and be looked at. But it's for a reason to help the operator as well. So always show your daily walk around check, as we've said. Mm. So why else would you want to do a walk around check? Well, as agency drivers, we seem to get the blame for damage. Normally when the driver's gone on holiday and you're there to cover, he might have done something and you thought, I'll know, I'll get that blame shifted over to someone else. And when you do your daily walk around check and if you noticed a wing mirror that's broken or cracked, though it's not a true defect in certain cases, take a photograph of it, highlight it to the traffic office and say, do you, are you aware of this damage? Yeah, there's nothing worse than spotting a you know maybe a maybe a panel damaged on a, on a van or or a, or a tractor unit or the cab and you notice it and you don't report it and you take the vehicle out and you come back at, at the end of the day and somebody says well that that scuff mark that dent there uh have you caused that and you say oh no that was there when i started and they'll say prove it um and you can't because you didn't point it out before you took the vehicle out so it's really really important not to take the blame for other people's mistakes. But I would say, Gary, that all of this, whether you're talking about licenses, whether you're talking about blame for damage, whether you're talking about operators' licenses, driver's licenses, all of that pales into insignificance when you actually think about the reason why you're you're being asked to do a walk-around check in the first place, which is safety. Safety is paramount. It's there for a reason. So if we start off with load security, it's a bugbear of mine. The amount of people who don't know how to strap properly. So every pallet must have a strap over it. So when you arrive on, on site, on your daily walk around check, it's not just about the lights, the tyres. It's about strapping your load down or make sure it is secure before you leave the yard. It is your responsibility as a driver. 
something comes off that flatbed or a curtain cider and hurts someone, you'd feel awful. When you're doing a daily walk around check, one of the things is checking your wheels and tyres. So a lot of tyres have markers on or wheels nuts have markers on. I had a driver out yesterday whose vehicle didn't have markers on and he'd done a daily walk around check on an eight wheel rigid. And during the day, he didn't find any faults going round. During the day, he had a severe wheel wobble and he pulled into the lay-by just before he lost his wheel. When I say just before, of all the studs holding the wheel on, only one had not shredded itself. Wow. Um, the picture, it, it absolutely decimated every wheel stud except one. Um, and it's only because he could feel the wheel vibrating all over the place. But there was no wheel markers on the vehicle. So he couldn't obviously see if there was a fault. And if there was a fault before he left the yard, we aren't got to know the answer to this question as it is. It could be a fault with the wheel or the hub, and we're not got to know that. Got a story about those wheel markers. So, so they first came in in the late 1990s. You probably remember. Um, yep. And um, I, I was working in driver training at the time. So we we did uh, we took drivers for their you know vocational driving tests. Um, we used to use uh, Yedding Test Centre and the driver test centre and the MOT test centre that shared the same building. Uh, so so they they do their manoeuvring exercise to the left hand side and their braking exercise as they came around the back. Um, but the actual MOT test centre was right in the middle with about I think from memory about six lanes for for, for lorries to be tested. Uh, so often I'd be there waiting for drivers while they're out on test with the examiner. And I often chat to the vehicle examiners. Um, and they had a chap that had brought a vehicle in uh, for um, for MOT. And all the wheel markers were pointing in different directions on one of the wheels. And the uh, vehicle examiner pointed it out to the driver. And the driver said to him, yeah, they were like that this morning. I saw them all pointing in different directions. So I took them all off and lined them all up again. I don't know how they've all turned around again. <laughs> so um, so just to be absolutely clear, if anybody's not familiar with these wheel markers, if they're pointing in different directions, don't just move the plastic. You need to get the, uh, the, um, uh, the wheel nuts talked up. They're there for a reason. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Well, Gary, thank you very much indeed. It's been brilliant talking to you again and uh, look forward to talking to you next time. Yep, most enjoyable, Tony, and some good information there and I hope that helps everyone. Thank you very much. You've been listening to the Driver Hire podcast and thank you very much. And as goodbye from myself, Gary Richards at the Colchester office. And from me, Tony Gosher from the Croydon and Sutton office. If you'd like to get in touch with us, along with all the other driver hire offices, you can find us at driverhire.co.uk. Thank you very much for your time. Bye-bye. <laughs>